mass shooting the second time in American history at a synagogue happened on April 27, 2019 at the Chabad of Poway Congregation. Poway is a suburb of San Diego, 30 minutes north of the San Diego city. My wife and I arrived in this city in 1986, a one week after we got married. We came to this community to build a Jewish community, to build a Jewish presence, and to bring to the community all the love, warmth of Judaism, to be able to attract the unaffiliated, the disenchanted, and to bring as many people as possible back to Judaism. We have successfully been able to first establish a presence in the North County Inland. We were able to acquire a piece of property right on the main road. At first, we had trailers, modular trailers, that we operated out of it. We began a preschool and a Jewish senior center. And when we outgrew the trailers, we knew it was time to build a permanent building. I invite you to stay with me as I walk you through the horrific events that occurred on April 27, 2019, as it will be broken up into several episodes. But as you learn the whole story, you will be inspired by the courageous actions of a few that were able to save so many of life's. We dedicate this chronicle of events to the great soul of Mrs. Lori Lynn Gilbert Kay, who was killed instantly when the terrorist entered a synagogue. I want to share with you so you understand, so you can feel, you can appreciate what we went through as a congregation, what I went through as the rabbi, the founder of this congregation, as the victim who faced the shooter face to face, I took four bullets, losing two index fingers, but the rest of me survived so I can talk to you today, so you can hear the events that occurred. April 27, 2019 was a beautiful San Diego perfect day. It was the last day of Passover. Passover is eight days. The first seven days is celebrated to commemorate and to remember the past, the 210 years of bondage that the Israelites spent in Egypt under oppression. For 210 years they were enslaved with bitter enslavement. And then Moses came and led them out of Egypt so that they could go through the splitting of the sea, arrive at Mount Sinai, and on the way into Israel. This is what Passover is all about. It's about remembering the oppression, remembering the suffering, but also recognizing the redemption. The last day of Passover is called the last day, Acharon Shepesach, the last day of Passover. This is a day that's dedicated not to the past, but to the future. 
So the first seven days of Passover, it begins with the two beautiful seders that we all celebrate. For our particular family, it was very special. I have five boys and one girl. The youngest is our girl. She got married two weeks before Passover. And the groom and bride, who just finished celebrating the beautiful wedding ceremonies and the ceremonies after the wedding, they came to spend Passover with us. You can only imagine what kind of beautiful Seder that was, sitting us all around the table, all of our children and their spouses, and singing songs and celebrating our freedom. It was the perfect Passover. Now, the last day of Passover was very special to me personally on a different level. I grew up in Crown Heights section in Brooklyn, New York. My rabbi was the great Rebbe, the world Jewish leader, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson. And he was the leader from 1950 until his passing in 1994. I grew up in his synagogue. He was my rabbi. He was my teacher. He was my mentor. I felt very close to him so that I wanted to dedicate my whole life to being his emissary to come here and to leave Brooklyn and to come to San Diego, North County to carry out the mission that he set me on. But there's one thing that used to touch me very much, and that was on the last day of Passover. On the last day of Passover, it is dedicated to the future, meaning the end of the exile, the messianic times. Now, the Jewish people and the world have suffered terribly in the last 2,000 years. We have been promised, we have been guaranteed that there will be the coming of the Messiah. It will be a change of world order where there will no longer be any more suffering, no more envy, no more wars. Everything's going to change. All the natures are going to change. The Rebbe, as a young child, made it his life's mission to do whatever he can to bring upon the messianic era. And that became his priority. His whole life of growing up to become the world Jewish leader is to prepare the world for this eventual time, the coming of the Messiah. And the reason I mention that is because the last day of Passover is the only time in the year that we read a special prophet, a chapter from the prophets. And that is from Isaiah chapter 10, very popular chapter of Isaiah. In this prophecy, Isaiah talks about that there's going to be a day that a descendant of King David will rise up and he will help bring the world to a new order. And the prophecy goes on to say that this individual will have all the knowledge, the Spirit of God necessary to help bring the world to the new era. So much so that the wolf and the lamb will lie together, the cow and the bear will graze together, and goes on to depict what it's going to be like the Messianic times. So this prophecy is a beautiful prophecy. 
I would get up extra early for as long as I can remember when I was living in New York and I would go to the synagogue to where the Rebbe will be reading this Haftorah. It was very special to me because I knew that the Rebbe's whole mission in life was to bring the Messiah. Now he's going to read about the Messiah publicly. When the Rebbe read this Haftarah, when the Rebbe read this prophet, he would become so emotional. Tears would be rolling down his face. He would struggle to make it through reading the words because he was so emotional. There were tears of anguish, of pain, and all the suffering that we have endured for 2,000 years. But also tears of hope and yearning that it's time that we should already see the coming of the Messiah. Especially when he came up to the verse, Hashem ki Thank you, God, for smiting me. The Rebbe would sigh and cry because we have been smitten for 2,000 years, and yet we say, thank you, God. That's what the prophet said. But right away, we read the words that we read actually every Saturday night. Here is God, our Savior, who will always protect us, do not fear. When I would listen to the Rebbe read that Haftorah, this prophecy, it moved me. Every year that I was there, I would listen to it, and I would cry with the Rebbe. When I came out here beginning in 1986, I was no longer able to be back in New York as I was running the congregation here and building the congregation here. I would read this prophecy myself. When I would read it, my mind would be transformed as if I'm reading it once again with the Rebbe. And I too would start shedding tears. It was very emotional for me to read it because I realized the reason why I left my home, I left my family, and I came to live in Poway, California, was because we need to do whatever we can to help bring the Messiah. And it was hard work. I struggled to build a community. I worked literally day and night, very hard. It was very difficult. There were no Orthodox people living here. There were no traditional people here. It was just my wife and I. Our job was to be able to build a traditional Orthodox congregation and to inspire people to come to it. That was not an easy task. It would all come together at the last day of Passover. When I'd read the Haftorah and realize all the struggles that my wife and I have been through was for a purpose. And that is to help bring and materialize what the Rebbe wanted. With this background of information, you could understand and appreciate why the last day of Passover was so special and so meaningful. So I arrive at the synagogue at around 9.30. Services begin at 10 o'clock. The first thing I do is I go down to the ritual bath because I need to purify myself for this special day. It's the end of Passover. It's the culmination of the eight days of celebrating our freedom. It's also a day that we're going to memorialize the lost ones. There are four times a year that we recite a memorial service. 
Passover is one of the four times. The last day of Passover is when we have a special memorial service, which means only people who have lost one remain in the sanctuary and everyone else steps outside. So I knew there was a, a big service ahead of us. So I went to the ritual bath. I came, I opened up the synagogue, and I began services at 10 o'clock. Services at this Saturday, knowing that this is the last day of Passover. And this is also a day, like I mentioned, memorial service, where many members will arrive to memorialize their loved ones. I knew that I had a long service to prepare for, and I was all ready to do it. And I couldn't wait for the opportunity to be able to read this special prophecy that here yet once again in 2019, I'm going to read this prophecy with the same intent, with the same concentration and hope and faith that what I'm reading is actually going to happen. I've also prepared a sermon. The sermon that I was going to deliver at the last day of Passover is so ironic because it was just revealed about the black hole that the scientists through this amazing telescope was just able to discover that in the black hole there's actually a ray of light and the sermon that I was going to deliver and I never got to deliver the sermon was going to be about the blackness even in the black hole God created a ray of light. Little did I know that not only was I never going to get to deliver that sermon, but that a darkness was going to fall upon our congregation, our building. But yet, God with the darkness created the light. It was in 1996 that we were able to move out of the trailers and build this beautiful edifice, a 25,000 square foot beautiful building that stands tall and majestically and beautifully on the main road. It's a building that has a beautiful sanctuary, a banquet hall, a wonderful catering kitchen, a library, a preschool, a religious Hebrew school, as well as a mikvah, as a ritual bath a special recreation room for teenagers. This building was built with such heart and with such feeling that we are reviving Judaism from the ashes of the Holocaust. We are rebuilding Judaism. We have broken new ground. We have blazed a trail on a property in a city that never had a traditional Jewish synagogue as we built and dedicated our community center. I'll never forget the groundbreaking ceremony when members of our congregation came with cornerstones to place in the foundation two of my most memorable people who were able to lay the cornerstone at the foot of the ark was Mr. and Mrs. Joe Getz. These are two Holocaust survivors Mr. Goetz was the only survivor of 6,000 people of his 
city, Chechen. He survived and he lived in our community and I had the opportunity to learn from him and eventually to be able to officiate at his funeral. His wife, Yona, spent four years hiding during the Holocaust. These two individuals represented the past, the suffering, and yet they saw and experienced the placement of cornerstones in this beautiful building that till today stands so beautifully. Since 1997, when we dedicated the building, one can only imagine the thousands of people that were inspired, the children that were educated, the seniors that found a home away from home, and all the wonderful programs that we did out of this building. So this building was a sanctuary. This building was not only a temple. This building was a house of goodness and kindness for the world, because we catered to everyone, regardless of race, color, and religion. That is the backdrop of what this building represented, what it was all about. This is the building that stood so tall and beautifully. The road name that it stood at was called Chabad Way. It was dedicated towards this amazing accomplishment that we took a barren, empty piece of land and turned it into a beautiful 25,000 square foot campus. And the city dedicated the street towards our organization. This building only knew of goodness and kindness and life and preserving life for all these years until this very day, until the last day of Passover, when this terrible tragedy has befallen upon us. This is the backdrop information of what the building represented and what heart and commitment and dedication from all the members of the congregation who helped build the building. And together, we were so proud of this great accomplishment. This building stood tall and beautiful until this very moment that occurred on the last day of Passover. Please subscribe to this channel so you can be notified when the next episode will be published. Please join in this journey. God bless you. God loves you.